know if I made mention to y'all, but if you're trying to find the recorded uh, one of the messages, you can now go to Spotify. You ever heard of Spotify? Yeah. Go to Spotify and look up Landmark Holiness Church and you'll see it there. And uh, it'll give you a nice big long list of all the ones that we've got posted up there. And so anyway, uh, so we're uh, Second Peter, I did say Second Peter, didn't I? Second Peter chapter one. And uh, if you would, I wanna drop down to a couple of verses to start off with here this evening. Um, go, go with me to verse 20. And uh, those that are able, I see you're already standing. All right. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We thank you, Lord, that your word is forever true. And Lord, we thank you that your word of prophecy is true. And we thank you, Lord, that even in this day and hour, we know that many prophecies are, are coming to pass, bringing us closer to the return and the establishment of your kingdom upon this earth. And I pray, Lord, this evening, Lord, that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay. Help me, O oh God, to bring forth your word, that, Lord, we might realize how important your word is. And that, Lord, your word, that word of prophecy, that word of salvation, that word that is here is important for us. And, Lord, that we need to love you and to love your word, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray it. Amen and amen. So, I've been feeling prompted to try to preach a little bit on prophecies. And you might say, Brother Jeff, why don't you do more of it? Well, I'll tell you the reason why I don't do more of it. Okay? It's not a matter that, brother, that I haven't studied or looked at things. It's a matter of the most important thing. The most important thing when we come to church is for us to know Jesus Amen. and to feel his presence Amen. and to have his renewing power in our lives and our hearts. I love, I, I'm going to tell you something. You get me started on prophecy and I can go, go a little while on it. But the important thing is about who the prophecy is about. Right. It's about Jesus. Yeah. Right. Amen. And so, most of us by now and, and today, we all know that just because somebody says something does not make it true. And uh, we live in an extremely deceptive and skeptical society today. And, uh, you know, several years back now, I got to the place where different people that I really looked up to and had admired and, and all through my, my years, I began to catch them in selling little lies. And so if you tell a lie, 
when you're trying to give the gospel, that's not right. And likewise, when you tell lies about other situations to win that person's uh, uh, feelings and all that, that is wrong. But that is exactly what prophecy in our generation right now is doing. They are using churches. They are using uh, people through platforms and different things to bring forth word that is close, but not quite true. Huh? I want our words to be true and to be right and to be holy and to be able to back up uh, what we believe through the word of God. What, why is uh, our society today so much against the Bible? Because if you can tear down the Bible and people's respect for the Bible, there is nothing for them to grab hold to or to cast their anchor upon that can hold them in the changing winds of this world. This book, amen, it is the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. Uh, I appreciate that this book goes back uh, right about 6,000 years back. It covers those histories and teachings. But this is more than just a historical book. This is a book that has been anointed by God. God anointed men, holy men, separated men, men who were devoted to God to write down the words that He spoke. So the word prophecy is really talking about when God speaks to a person and they speak his word to us. Come on. When a person says, God says, we need to perk up our ears and listen and try the spirits and weigh what is being said because there's a lot of people say God says. And uh, we uh, hear of prophecies. It's even in the news pretty regular. Prophecies from Muhammad. There's some by Buddha, by the Dalai Lama, by Notre Dame. Huh? I don't even think claim I don't even think he claimed to be some kind of Christian or anything. He he was just some kind of spiritualist. Notre Dame. Uh, Rabbi Yusef Berger, and from preachers that are fallen from Christian churches. And so, what are we supposed to think? Huh? I want to tell you something. Not everybody that says they are Christian. And not everyone that says they are saved and going to heaven are. Well, Brother Jeff, I know that. Well, I'll be honest with you, I can't always tell. It has a lot to do with their relationship with Christ, where they are, and if they're moving toward Christ or moving away. I can assure you, every person who is drawing back Oh, just read the scriptures. Everyone that's drawing back, God is not pleased with them. He is not pleased with them. 
I mentioned this rabbi, Yusuf Berger. Uh, he, uh, not long ago, had some uh, prophecy that was put out there. Uh, he's uh, Rabbi Yusuf Berger of King David's tomb on Mount Zion. I won't say what kind of church that sounds like, but anyway. <laughs> he claimed that the biblical prophecy of Balaam and the Jewish esoteric sources show that the astronomical event predicted for 2022, the collision of two stars in, uh, to form a new star in the sky will herald the arrival of the Messiah. Whoops! You're a little late. Huh? Couple thousand years late. But they're grabbing. They're grabbing for things. Amen. Looking. They can tell. Jews can tell. The Muslims can tell that the time is wrapping up and they're looking. I was very surprised to look. I was trying to see about modern day uh, uh, prophets for Muhammad. And I really couldn't find any. They're all dead. But the number two most respected prophet among Muslims, who do you think it is? Who do you think it is? It's Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Jesus. They respect him. And so I, I was very, very amazed at that. I don't know how accurate it is, and I don't know if it would stand up if you were in Pakistan or someplace and they had you by gunpoint. I don't know how it work, would work there. Huh? But they're all looking for the Lord because they know something's going to happen. You can feel it in the air. It's almost, I remember years ago hearing about a particular uh, president we had, and by the way, you know, I hope all of you know that um, President Biden is not the Antichrist. He may be one of the Antichrist, but he is not the Antichrist, okay? Neither was Mr. Trump, nor Mr. Obama, nor uh, uh, whoever, going back, okay? But they, it was said 20, 30 years ago now that one of the presidents was actually trying to do what he could to mess society up to help bring on the coming of the Antichrist. Don't believe such junk, such garbage. Huh? Don't believe it. Huh? And so it's important for us to rightly divide God's word and to know I looked up and uh, was trying to find out who was the news agency that broke this particular news. And uh, this news agency was uh, Israel 365. Never heard of them before. I don't know. I never, you know, I went on their webpage and they're selling more stuff than really giving news. Hey, like that. Okay. <clears throat> I did find another place that checks media uh, bias and, and fact check and you might say brother Jeff what does that have to do with the scriptures you gave I'm coming around to it okay and I got to look at, uh, at the analysis that they had 
And you know, this is the way they report on several news ser uh, services all around. And I might add, they are quoted by many of the middle news agencies. You do know the news agencies are now ranked left or right. And then some are one step left or two steps left or whatever. But anyway, and so this, uh, this one is ranked right conspiracy pseudoscience. Come on. Factual reporting, their, their grade was mixed. Country, Israel. Press freedom rating, moderate freedom. In other words, they don't tell you everything that they, you know, when they give you a story, they won't respond. Then uh, uh, talks about their website, have low, uh, they have a medium traffic and low credibility. Huh? Low credibility. Can I tell you something? God's word has high credibility. Amen. High credibility. He prophesied the Lord would have talk, talk to his prophet and they would say different things and he'd say, say this. And it would happen. And one of the things I, I find so inter interesting in studying prophecy when I was really getting into it 30 years ago, probably, uh, really getting into stuff, I had to start, when I'd read a prophecy, I'd have to say, was that fulfilled? Is that coming? Or is that dual prophecy? There are some prophecies that were fulfilled, but is a foreshadowing of things to come. And so prophecy, in my mind, is so very, very interesting. Prophecy is not necessarily always talking about telling what's going to happen in the future. By what I, I mentioned to you a little earlier, prophecy is when God speaks to a, a man. He can speak to a woman. And uh, whenever he tells him, tell them I said this. Come on. You ever had somebody come prophesy over to over you? Huh? And what they really do, just come by and they're quoting scripture? That's a prophecy for everybody. Thank the Lord. I'm glad you were reminding me of that. Come on. You ever had somebody come by and lay hands on you and while they're praying something said right there that only you and the Lord knows? And you know God gave that to that man. Amen. Praying for you. Prophecy. It's working even in our churches. We don't necessarily have to say, Thus saith the Lord. Come on. Now, when someone does say, Thus saith the Lord, we need to perk up and we need to listen. And But we're in a day where Satan is trying to steal your hearts. Deceive you. Put you on a side rail so that you're no longer effective. Amen. To cause you to close your mouth. I've struggled with this part because I, I've seen how it has affected my, my family and other people's family. How much can you say to your child? How much can you say to your grandchild? What is to be done? I, I, 
I'll be honest with you, I have no good advice to you on that except for follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And unless He tells you to say something, you, you need to be led by Him. Amen. And, um, and so, how can we know that prophecy or word that has come to us if it is true or if it's a lie? And there are many common uh, mis... Um, oh, I'm trying to find the right word. They're not necessarily a lie, but it will lead you to think something that is not. Okay? One of the most common one is the Calvinistic teaching. Basically, that once you are saved, you're always saved. A lot of times, they will not tell you that. What they will say is that once you are saved, you are in God's hand and nothing can pluck you out. That's the scripture they use. That is a true scripture. It is an absolutely true. If you will stay in God's hand, nothing can pluck you out. But you control whose hand you're in. You control who influences you. You control if you are in Christ or if you are in this world. And so we have a part to play. We cannot save ourselves. Nothing we can do to save ourselves. But our part is to love Jesus with all our heart and to obey Him and to show Him through love that we will follow Him no matter what the world says. Even in the world... They'll like Christians and then they'll hate Christians. They'll come closer to church and then they'll leave church. Uh, whenever we have a natural uh, disaster, we get visitors come to the church. Never seen them before. Whenever things calms down, we don't see them anymore. They're gone again. How do we know how to divide the truth from the lies? <clears throat> Well, one of the things that is important for us to be able to do that is we have got to have Jesus Christ in our lives. We cannot know the truth unless we have the truth in us. We may not uh, have a DD behind our name or some kind of doctorate behind our name or some kind of college course behind. You don't need all that. What you need is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And His Spirit will bear witness with your spirit. Amen. Amen. That you are a child of God. And if something is right or wrong. If you should pursue or if you should hold back. Huh? And so and I know I know we're, hopefully all of us in here are saved, hopefully. But I can tell you something, Brother Jeff doesn't really know. I really don't know. I can hope. I can pray. I'll be honest with you. A lot of times, y'all act so good and so sweet. I don't think y'all have ever done anything wrong and everything's just right. And then I've had some that act so sweet and nice to me in church, and then outside of church it's like, is this the same person? Huh? Huh? 
I'm afraid I've experienced that also at other churches. You think the pastor is a good man. He does what he does from the pulpit. You feel a connection to him. But when he gets out there, he's not the same person. I hope y'all don't find me that way. I don't want to be that way. I want to be a child of God. Behind the pulpit and on the ground. Amen. And so, the only way for us to truly be able to divide between the truth and the lies is to have the God and the Word of God in our hearts. And when I say the Word of God, I'm not talking about these famous authors. I'm talking about the Scripture. Amen. Written right here. I am the world's worst. I'm being confessing to you. Uh, the Lord prompts me on different verses all the time. And I pray, Lord, give me where it's at in the rest of the verse. Do you know what? He's prompting me on what I need at that particular time. And so we need that word in us. And we need to be a child of God. We really need to pray on through sanctification. Amen. To be to mortify, to kill our flesh of the appetites and the desires of this world, to be cleansed both on the inside and the outside. Jesus does the heavy lifting in your lives. But why does he leave a few little things? Because he's wanting you to have, as the mortgage lender, lenders would say, skin in the game. Come on. It's so easy to get somebody to say, oh yeah, I'm one. Oh yeah. Sometimes we get some of our teenagers down here. They'll shake their heads and when I get up close to them and ask them personally, they don't say nothing. They're not putting their skin in the game. They're not making that commitment. <clears throat> We've got to have our commitment in there. The other thing is we need to trust the Word of God. So, I'm going to tell you, uh, it may have been written way back in Genesis. It may have been written in the, the middle part, uh, talking about the kings and, uh, and Egypt and all of that. Uh, it could be in the, in the New Testament, but I don't know about you, but I found the Word to be prophetic in my life. To open up the Word of God and to look at it and the Lord causes the word to almost jump up into my eyes to help me deal with a problem I'm facing right then and there. And so I'm talking about prophecy. I'm talking about knowing the truth. I'm talking about being able to wade through prophecy of this world. Huh? Um... Several years ago, several years ago, I got to where I took inventory of what I believed about the end times. And those things that I could not find scripture to back it up with, I took those out of my conversational parts. Huh? Took it out. There's all kind of wonderful things out there. Huh? Well, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to remember that one thing uh, uh, about 
the mark of the beast, you know? That uh, the reason it gets bad on you is because it's going to be made out of lithium and that lithium is going to leak and all this kind of stuff. It's all out there. But it ain't Bible. It's not scripture. Huh? Be careful how we jump over to something and say, oh, Wait, 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 wait. Sometimes we misconceive things because we are in the forest right now. Okay? We can't see because of all the trees around. But God's Word, it'll help guide us in what is right and what is wrong. <clears throat> Why do we have so many versions of the Bible? This is all, I'm talking about prophecy, folks. Why? It's because when you start disrupting, how many of you, when you were in school, had to learn the 23rd Psalm? I did. In elementary school. And it was a public school. Huh? Public school. We learned that. But if you say, uh, uh, recite the 23rd Psalm, and somebody else who's just learned it out of the EV or the ICS or whatever else is out there, yours may not sound the same and you're always going to get your words kind of stumbled up together. Come on. And likewise, it causes the people who hear us, oh, they, they don't have the right Bible. And when I hear them quoted, I think, you're not reading down the right Bible. <laughs> Brother Jamie, was it you that uh, took a picture of a Bible verse in a person's office and showed it to me one time? And, uh, and so we looked up that Bible verse in the King James and it did, the meaning was totally different. Come on. Why do people hate the King James Version? They say it's hard to read. What they mean is they don't want to take the time to understand. Huh? Who in here has come to the conclusion that ye is the same thing as you? Huh? And that thee can be you or it can be T-H-E. Thee. Huh? Come on. What's so hard about it? Well, the other parts that they don't like about it is it's too vivid. It talks about chopping off people's heads. It talks about blood. It uh, talks about their entrails coming out. It talks about hellfire and damnation and sinners. Amen. It talks about backsliders. It talks about people. You know, it's too harsh. And so they're trying to uh, rub some of the sharp edges off of I don't know about you, but I'm glad for the sharp edges. I'm glad that the Word of God can fix me. Amen. And lets me know that I need to move up a little closer. Amen. So we, we have got to trust the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, it's coming. I'm not sure when, but it's coming. Mark it in your Bibles. There's going to be a big archaeological break sometime. I don't know when, but a little before the word, before Jesus comes and establishes the millennial reign, 
It's coming. And it's going to prove that Jesus and Mary Magdalene probably got married and that uh, these other bunch of wrong teachings, lies. It'll, uh, it'll uh, you know, they went after Jesus' uh, grave the other day. They said they found out where he was buried at. It wasn't the other day. It was back in the late 80s. But time passes fast. But anyway. Uh, and so, anyway, they went and, and went to that, you know, did they find the grave of James the Great? I think they did. Uh, did they find maybe the family uh, thing of where Jesus' family was at? I think they probably did. But he wasn't there. And you know what? They found out he wasn't there either. Okay? But it's coming. Believe the Word of God even when your eyes can't see it and when ever uh, the devil tries to persuade you differently, believe the Word of God. And that has to do all about prophecy. What is prophecy again? It's when God speaks to somebody and they speak it out or they've written it down the Word of God was written by holy men inspired by the Holy Ghost to write. There are not wasted words. There are not wasted lines. There are not junk scriptures. They are for our benefit. <clears throat> so Numbers chapter 12 and 6, it says, and he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. So this is the way that the Lord said he would speak to them. And uh, this particular location, this scripture, is whenever um, Miriam and his brother came to him because he was married to a Ethiopian, a black woman. And they were coming against him. And they were basically saying, we hear from God like you hear from God. And the Lord stepped in right then and there and broke that up and said, oh no. That's where that scripture comes from. I speak to y'all and others through dreams and in vision. But Moses, my man, he is my friend. I speak to him as a man speaketh to a man. Face to face as a friend speaketh to a friend. And so we see that in these scriptures right there. God does still speak to people. God's Any prophecy that God sends today will not comp, uh, contradict the Word of God as we have it right now. It'll be in the same flow. Amen. And most of the times, it, I, I personally believe in these latter days, the, the word of prophecy comes to help people realize God got your number. God knows where you're living at. God knows what needs to be done in your life. Why don't you come to me? Amen. But God's, if a prophecy comes in another way, it may come in such a way that, you know, the bear is rising. That'd be a good prophecy, wouldn't it? Huh? 
the bear is rising. <clears throat> Russia is considered the bear. But I can't prove that in the Bible. Again, it's that, that part of that, that territory, but I can't prove that Russia is the bear because during God's day, it wasn't called Russia. It was called other things. And so here, we see that God still is speaking. Deuteronomy 13, starting in verse 1, you may want to write these down. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and give thee a sign or a wonder. Huh? There's a lot of folks that will sometimes bring you a word and there will even be some kind of wonder around it. Either they dreamed a dream and nobody else knew what you did, but they saw in that dream what you did. You not told anybody. Huh? Okay. So sometimes those wonders are even in our day today. And it says, He giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass. All false prophets, it, just because they're false, does not mean that they cannot perform some type of wonder. I personally believe they can even perform healings. That's my personal belief. Okay? And so he said, And if that sign or wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, thou um, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Now I'll be honest with you, most prophets today are not going to come to you and say, Let us go serve other gods but what they will say to you is that the way you have learned to serve God is not right and just because it's in the word of God doesn't mean is required of you come on and they change the definition of sin and they change the definition of a saint and they change the definitions about what God allows or what he doesn't allow oh you can be a Christian and married 16 times Oh, you can be a Christian and be homosexual. Oh, you can be a Christian and drink and, and get drunk. It's all right. I know it's in the Bible, but that doesn't count. That is the same as a prophet coming to you and saying, let us serve other gods. It's the same thing. It's an equal to it. And I know that many of us in here, we've seen that. We've been approached with that. <clears throat> I've had people in the Holiness Church who's changed their lifestyle and uh, they're still in the church, still leaders in the church. And they've said to me or to my wife, oh, don't y'all know, you don't have to live like that anymore. Give me the old pass. Amen. Give me the old pass. Goes on and says, Verse 3, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you. Do you know God proves us? Huh? He proves us. Oh, that young prophet. Oh, what could he have been 
if he had proven himself faithful. Not wanting a friend, but prove himself faithful. But instead, he let an old prophet come and lie to him and took him off to the side. And in time, within that same day, he was killed because he listened to the wrong voice. And so he's proving, the Lord is proving us to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Then in Deuteronomy 18 and 20 through 22, it uh, says, But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. Huh? How do you like that? Die. Does God still do that today? I believe so. And if thou shalt say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has spoken? Did you know the very question you had about knowing if this is God or not? He's done addressed it. He didn't wait till the last book of the Bible. He did it way back in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Said, when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet which hath spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. I think it was Jeremiah went to the temple and prophesied. And the high priest at that particular time came out and gave him a broad boom. I'm going to tell you, that man Jeremiah, he was a humble man. And so, basically, I can't remember exactly what he said. Basically, he said to this effect, you know, the Lord will prove, you know, if I said the right thing. And he bowed his head and was walking out of the temple. When the Spirit of God came upon him, let me say it this way for us, the Holy Ghost came upon him and spun him around and, and he came up, amen, with the power of God in him. And he said, if I have lied, I will die, but you will, if I have not spoken the word of truth, you will die within this year. And not many months later, that high priest died. God still has his people. God still has his people. And so, Jesus, trying to wind it down here, folks. Jesus in Matthew chapter 7 and 15, Jesus said, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Be careful. Be careful. You ever met one of these? Oh my. 
Uh, I really prefer not to talk about any of it, but I've had them. I've seen them. And listen to what he says. This is one of the ways Jesus said for us to know. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather thorns or figs or thistles? Huh? I'm sorry. Do men gather grapes of thorns, figs, or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth uh, evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth, for, uh, bringeth not forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. I like the way I'm pretty sure C.S. Lewis in one of his books said it. Pretty is as pretty does. Come on. Pretty is as pretty does. You claim, but how do you do? You say you're of God, but do you backbite and stab and try to destroy other people? Huh? Pretty is as pretty does. Huh? So, with all that, I'm about to close. I, I couldn't get a, full, uh, uh, a really good handle on it because for me to get a good handle on what I'm about to talk about, I'd have to research it myself. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell you, it would be an awful lot. But I want, want, wondered how many... Of the Old Testament prophecies about Jesus Christ was fulfilled at his birth and at his life. Huh? Now, see, with us, we're looking backwards. It was prophesied before he was born, but we're looking backwards. And so I saw a number all the way up to 451 prophecies fulfilled when he was born in his life that he, he walked. I don't know about you, but that's pretty amazing. Yes. Huh? You go out and try to write down what's going to happen tomorrow. Try to write down what will, or, even, or let's just do a little easier, in a year. Write down what's going to happen on a certain day at a certain year. And see what you come up with. Huh? Write several of those things, you know? How it's going to happen. Where it's going to be. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to miss it. Huh? You're going to miss it. Because you can't do it. Daniel chapter 9. That's an amazing timepiece. The Lord laid out and said... From this particular day until Messiah shall come will be this amount of time. Ricky, Jesus was born right when it said it was to be done. The reason the others were looking for the king, amen, was because of Daniel's writings. Huh? The writings that this man I talked about 
uh, Rabbi Yosef Berger. Uh, he talked about, about Balaam's prophecy. Amen. It already happened about the star coming. Amen. That there would be a star that would arise out of Israel. Come on. It happened when Jesus was born. Amen. And so, of course, there's some discrepancy with different ones, but I personally believe Daniel chapter 9 is completely fulfilled. Daniel chapter 11. How many of you ever studied Daniel 11? I'm going to tell you something. It's an awesome chapter. Because in there, Daniel is given. He wanted to know, Lord, what about my people? What is going to happen with my people? How, what's going to happen? I'm not really seeing much, Lord, in what you're telling me about my people after a certain book. What about my people? So Daniel chapter 11 is that answer to him. And he talks about all of the different kings that would rise and fall. And those prophecies have such um, intimacy to the person or the personality or uh, this one's father's, I mean, uh, the daughter of this one's father, you know, will, will marry this one and her husband and them will try to rise up and overtake the, I mean, all of that stuff. And you can just walk through history. Boom, 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 boom. It's amazing. Only God. Only God. I love prophecies. Amen. And so, the prophecies that I really like to think about is the prophecy in Joel. And he said, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And the sons and their daughters and those who are far off, that's us. He prophesied about us. Those who are far off shall receive that spirit. Hallelujah. I love the prophecies of the word of God, especially when they contain me. Uh, the, the major prophets, they, uh, several places in there, they would talk like, the Lord would call the Gentiles and the Gentiles would be part of His flock and part of His prophecies about us. Hallelujah! Because during their time when they were writing that, they didn't want to have anything to do with Gentiles. But praise God, God wanted us. He prophesied, amen, that He would come and He'd knock on the door. You know, uh, John Wesley he felt like that scripture that talked about uh, basically being delivered out of the fire, you know, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, was about him. And it could very well have because it, when he was a young, I think he was a baby or something, his house caught on fire. This is back when they used thatched roofs Okay, caught on fire, burning. All the children, all the parents got out. And they looked around, started counting heads. Where's John? Where's John? And they looked up and they, they heard him crying. And I can't remember exactly how it worked. But anyway, 
He was delivered out of that fire. Amen. God delivered. All I know is that the Lord reached down to a beach bum on Tybee Island and pulled me out. Huh? I got preachers in my ancestors. Come on, Teresa. I'm just riding now. I got preachers in my, you know, my ancestries. Back whenever there wasn't a whole lot of difference among most of the churches. Huh? But I can't find a single holiness preacher. I can't find a single Pentecostal preacher. The Lord picked me up. Brought me out. I thank the Lord for that. So, I've tried to preach some on prophecies. There may be some that think that there's other signs that will be seen before the Lord returns. Now, uh, when I say the Lord returns, I am talking about the rapture, which is slightly before when He returns. But I'm going to tell you the sign that we're waiting on for that. You want to know what that sign is? When you see Him in the sky. And can I tell you, when we see Him in the sky, it's too late to repent. And it's too late to come to God. It's too late to find a place of prayer and try to pray through. Now is the day of salvation. I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but oh, folks, we got to have an enthusiasm about it. He's coming. He's coming. It's not always going to be this way. Amen. Amen. And so, I do want to say to us, prophecies, they matter. They matter. Amen. So come, let's draw closer to Him here this evening. Ask God to help us to open our understanding, give us wisdom, and help us to draw closer to Him. Come, let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this message tonight, Lord.